my dear brothers and sisters so you have heard the long reading don't expect the short humbly because there are certain things to be uh, addressed to you at this uh, time of fear and anxiety that we are going through <clears throat> so i want to begin by addressing some of the adjustments we are making at the mass to keep ourselves healthy and safe the governor and the archbishop have asked us to create some social distance i know this is a contrary to our normal task of building community and closeness but it is only a temporary perhaps you already read the email we sent out friday the archbishop has made sunday mass optional for the rest of the month of march it seems he has done this for several reasons we are doing our part to keep the health care system from being overtaxed by a peak of infections also those burdened by the idea of contracting an infection don't need the added burden of worrying about committing a grave sin by missing mass at st margaret of york we will keep our schedule of masses as usual we will move daily uh, we will move daily mass in here to the big church so people can spread out with that temporary sense of social distance plus this accommodates the large crowds for daily mass during lent the archbishop has asked us to include some temporary restrictions at mass and in the spirit of the strategy we have added our own for example we thought it would be better to leave the collection basket on the pillars by the door instead of passing the basket this eliminates some unnecessary contact by the way we thank you for your generous contribution your generosity the archbishop asks that we not hold hands during our father he asks that we not share the sign of peace which is optional to the liturgy he asks that we not receive holy communion from the chalice also optional to the liturgy only the priest has to receive the precious blood in order to complete the sacrifice we receive the whole christ body blood soul and divinity as we receive him in the sacred host by the way no one has to receive communion this minimum is the minimum is that we receive once a year during the easter season there could be any number of reasons why someone does not receive including being uncomfortable because of the threat of the situation that we are facing now because of times when we cannot receive there is a whole devotion called spiritual communion we have added praise of spiritual communion uh, to the website we stuffed the bulletins with flyer containing other ideas for praying from home we have drained the 
holy water ponds, uh, and there will be no procession with the gifts. And the bread and wine are already on the credence table here. The fewer people handling things reduce the chance for anything to spread. One of the things the Archbishop recommended was no communion on the tongue. He clarified to a priest on Friday that this is a recommendation, saying no one should be denied Holy Communion who wants to receive on the tongue. So up to you. That being said, if you are receiving in the hand, please make your hands flat, not cupped. Once again, to minimize contact. So thank, thank you for your flexibility. Let's continue to pray for the sick and thank God for our many blessings. So these are the few things to keep in our mind uh, during this time. And my dear brothers and sisters, we have heard today's readings, more particularly the gospel reading today uh, speaks about a Samaritan woman. Jesus meets a Samaritan woman by the well. At this encounter, this encounter has become a turning point in her life. And surely it is not a superficial encounter. It is an in-depth encounter, in-depth meeting of two persons. What is this well that we heard in the scripture today? It could be a symbol of inner depth, the deepest level of our consciousness. The woman by the well has to get into the well, but she keeps it well covered and hidden from herself and from the rest of the world. And Jesus has to lead her into her depths. It is interesting to note how gently and delicately he does. He starts from a weaker stance with a request for a drink of water. But the woman does not respond to Jesus. She reacts as any Samaritan would do to Jewish people and Jews to the Samaritans. And Jesus patiently adjusts to her reaction. He doesn't allow her a racial prejudice and her ancestral pride to prevent him from leading her to the depths of her consciousness. So her racial prejudices is this. There's a conflict between Jewish people and the Samaritans because Jews doesn't treat Samaritans well. They say they are unclean people and there is a like low caste and high, upper caste and so on. And the ancestral pride when she said, are you greater than our father Jacob? So they had a pride in that well that Jacob gave to their ancestors. So to prevent this, that would affect leading her into the depths of her conscience, Jesus keeps quiet. And Jesus does not refute to her claims to any type of superiority. But he, with feather touch delicacy, disposes all her inner life. And he begins to open her inner life. He speaks about her life. And when she saw Jesus at the first moment, she saw him only as a Jew, another Jew. 
But when Jesus began to speak with her and speak about her own past and about her six men, six husbands, she begins to see him as a prophet because only a prophet could speak such things because Jesus is trying to unmask her past life. Jesus is trying and helping her to get deeper into her consciousness, deeper into her life. And this is the point where one really examines one's life, one's consciousness. A real encounter takes place at this level. And this is the genuine meeting of two authentic people. And at this depth, there are only two possibilities, accept it or reject it, which means you can say, yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I'm so. You can also say, no, I'm not that. I don't accept that. So here, when Jesus spoke about her own life, her own past, she begins to look at him as a prophet. And it is to the credit of Jesus that after having announced the good news to her, after having brought her face to face with her own real life, he leaves her free to decide. And it is to the credit of the woman that in spite of her initial dodging of the issue, she finally accepts herself as she is, a sinner who is in need of salvation, and accepts Jesus for what he is, a savior came to call sinners. And then she becomes a missionary, which means she accepts that he is not just a prophet, he is a messiah, a savior. And this transformation helped her to accept him as the savior who came to this world. After this transforming encounter, she does not keep her experience a secret as she kept previously. She turns her experience of Jesus into a message for others. And because of her, the whole town comes to meet Jesus. And many believed in Jesus because of her story. And many more came to believe in him when they met him. My dear brothers and sisters, this gospel passage, in this gospel passage, Samaritan woman is a summary of how people come to understand Jesus. First, as a Jew, then as a prophet, then as a Messiah, then as a savior of the world. And she's one of the first witnesses in John's gospel who leads others to Jesus Christ. Her past does not hinder her from being a messenger of good news. She has a story to tell. At, lo at long last, she met the right man in her life. The same way, my dear brothers and sisters, first of all, we need to come to Jesus or allow him to come into our lives. And that would help us to encounter Christ in our lives. Are we ready to allow Jesus in our life to come to us? Or are we ready to accept him to come into our lives? That is a serious thought we need to give now as we are in the season of Lent. My dear brothers and sisters, like Jesus, am I ready to overlook the man-made narrow domestic walls of caste, greed, color, etc., and enter into a sincere dialogue with the people of all categories? Or am I ready 
to face my own true inner reality and try to worship God in spirit and truth? Do I experience a real growth in my relationship with Jesus and share it with others? These are the things we need to reflect very seriously. And remember, you will never succeed in life if you try to hide your sins. Acknowledge them and give them up. Then God will show mercy to all of us, says Proverbs chapter 28, 13. Therefore, let us uncover, let us open ourselves before the Lord that he may touch our lives. And the gospel reading today is putting before us, placing before us three things. The first, we need to allow Jesus free entry into our personal lives. Jesus wishes to come into our lives, our private lives, not to embarrass us, not to judge us, or not to condemn us, but to free us, to change us, and to offer us what we really need in our life. That is the living water of the Holy Spirit. Let us find this living water in the sacraments, in prayer, and in the Holy Bible, especially during this season of Lent. And second thing we need to keep in mind is we need to be witnesses to Jesus as a Samaritan woman was. Let us have the courage to be Jesus for others, especially in those unexpected places for unwanted people. Let us also have the courage of our Christian convictions to stand for truth and justice in our day-to-day -day life. The third thing we need to remember in the season of Lent is we need to leave the husbands behind during Lent as a Samaritan woman did. I mean, I mean to say, today's gospel message challenges us to get rid of all unholy things, unholy attachments, unholy habits, the evil habits and sinful addictions. Those are the husbands that attach to us. So we need to be enslaved from those attachments. We need to get rid of those attachments. Lent is a perfect time to learn from our mistakes of overindulging in food, drink, drugs, gambling, and so on, or any other addiction that distances us from the living water. My dear brothers and sisters, the story of Samaritan women is giving us a wonderful example and lesson that first of all, we need to allow Jesus to come into our hearts. And once we encounter him, that is the turning point, and that will be a turning point in our life, in our spiritual journey, and in our relationship with the Lord. Let us allow Jesus to come into our hearts, and let us ask the Lord to bless all of us and touch our lives, that we may experience him at every moment of our lives. Let us pray for this grace in this Mass. Amen.